Well, people are being advised if you want to see a pretty cool meteor shower over the coming days and more specifically the coming nights, you might want to look to the sky because the Perseids are taking place. And joining us to talk more about what is going to be happening is Andrew Ferreira, Speaker's Chair with the Royal Astronomical Society of Canada at Vancouver Centre. Andrew, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Jill. Well, I know you have a, an event that you want to talk about, and we will get to that. But before we do, what can we expect as far as these Perseids? So the Perseids are usually seen as the marquee, uh, the big old uh, meteor shower for the year. Uh, and so if you're in a dark enough area and you've, you know, you're lucky with the weather, that's always the trump card here, um, you could expect you know, up to about 100 meteors per hour, which is on the high end. Uh, but anywhere between 60 to 100 if you're in the right spot with the right conditions. Hmm. And uh, so you said dark and the right weather. So I'm guessing you, you want to have the clear skies. Yeah. So you always, you know, Mother Nature is the boss when it comes to all things astronomy, right? So you always want to, you know, hope for them clear skies. But uh, even if you get a break in the clouds, if it's a little bit cloudy, you can still, if you're in a dark enough area, see a few meteors come through the gaps every now and again. Absolutely. What is it about the Perseids, the Perseid meteor shower, that, that why is it so much kind of better? Like you said, it's kind of deemed as the one. What makes it so spectacular? Well, what makes it so spectacular is a combination of things. First of all, it's the sheer volume uh, of meteors that you see. Uh, 60 to 100 meteors per hour in a dark spot is, is, you know, ludicrously high when it comes to most meteor showers. Most meteor showers top out at about 50 Um so just in sheer volume, it's already up there. Uh, and because it happens uh, usually between the middle of July and the middle of August, um, this is usually, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, our summer. So more likely than not, our weather is going to be better. Uh, so that helps it kind of, you know, overpower uh, the other ones as well, just by virtue of when it is. Hmm. And I understand, too, that, and I think from what I've read about this, that this is in helping or will likely help to get a better view of the Perseids is that the moon is not full. The moon, the moon isn't going to be giving off a ton of light either. That's exactly it. So the moon, people like to use the moon as, you know, this, the, the shining star, if you will, of the night sky. Um, but when it comes to observing most things in the night sky, the moon is actually your enemy. Um, because it's so bright, it washes out a lot of dark objects. So last year, for instance, for last year's Perseid meteor shower, we had great weather. Uh, we had perfect conditions, except the moon was full. Uh, and that really limited what you could see. But this year, the moon is just about, uh, actually, it's almost a new moon. So it's almost going to be completely dark. So the night sky as a whole will be a lot darker than it has been in the past. And so in terms of our luck, uh, at least with the moon and the night sky, uh, this year should be a much better show uh, than we've seen in the last at least few years. Hmm, interesting. Uh, why do we see them? Why is it always at this time of year? So and this is one of my favorite questions that people ask about uh, not just the Perseids, but meteor showers in general. Uh, and it's actually because uh, of the fact that we get comets in our solar system. So comets, these big hunks of ice and rock that come in from the outer solar system. Uh, and of course, there's like the famous ones like Hale-Bopp and Halley's Comet. Um, but what a meteor shower is, and this is true for all meteor showers, is just the Earth plowing into a debris field left behind by a comet. So whenever we plow through one of these fields, to us it seems like there are stars coming down through the atmosphere. But what's really happening is we're kind of, the Earth is mowing its way through a field of debris. 
And so the Perseids actually come from the debris of Comet Swift-Tuttle. Swift-Tuttle is a fairly nondescript comet. Uh, Its real claim to fame is uh, creating the Perseids. Uh, But it orbits the sun at once every 133 years, uh, and it goes out all the way um, kind of past Jupiter. Um, And that's really where we get the Perseids from, is we cross its debris trail. Every time it enters the inner solar system, it recharges this meteor shower. Um, And so the last, I believe, close path to this inner solar system was in 1992. So we got you know, recharged, if you will, with meteors in 1992, but we won't get another recharge then for about another 100 years. Hmm. So as time goes on, we do expect um, the Perseids to sort of diminish in power, uh, but it shouldn't be that uh, noticeable, unless, of course, uh, you know, our fundamental understanding of how these things work changes a little bit, but that's where it comes from. It's from the, the debris of comets. Interesting. And you mentioned this as well, that the the reason this is such a great show is there's so many of them, because isn't it annoying when someone says, oh, did you just see that? And you look and you're a couple of seconds behind and you didn't see anything. Uh, But so that won't doesn't really happen with these. So if you look up and you're looking up at the right time, you're probably going to see something. Yeah. And this is kind of a good way for me to like I always tell people when it comes to viewing meteor showers. Uh, the best way to do it is to just pick a spot in the sky and commit. Um, you know, there are technically better places to look. And what you want to look into is a place called the radiant. And the radiant is where the meteors seem to be coming from. They're not actually coming from that location, of course. But in the night sky, that's what it looks like. Uh, and the radiant will actually be mostly in the northeast sky. Uh, if you have like a, like a constellation or a star map uh, app on your phone or something like that, uh, it'll be right near the constellation of Perseus, and that's why we call it the Perseus. Um, so if you kind of just lie on your back or sit in a chair and stare up at that part of the sky, give your eyes about 20 minutes to adjust to the nighttime, and just look. Uh, they'll appear to come from that direction, but meteors will appear in most parts of the sky if you look there long enough. And that uh, gets us, uh, I want to talk about the event. Uh, this is a great chance for that. Uh, but uh, but uh, outside of the event, where so go somewhere where it's dark, go somewhere where you can look to that, that part of the sky. When would be the right time, or do we know when the right time, the perfect time to see this will be? So the Perseids will actually peak uh, Saturday night, uh, Saturday night around midnight, 1 a.m. So that's kind of when you really want to be out there if you're interested. Um, but of course, even tonight, there will be some meteor activity. Uh, the later in the night you go, the better it will be. Um, but Saturday night is the peak. And as to where you want to go, my advice to people is always the same. Just get as far away from streetlights as you possibly can. Um, you know, for those of us uh, who have vehicles, that's a little bit easier said than done, of course. Uh, but there are plenty of locations accessible within public transit uh, that will get you what you need to do. And even from within the city, uh, as long as you're kind of staring up into a dark night sky, uh, and you're not, you know, looking into any lights or anything like that, you'll be able to make out a few meteors, you know, every, you know, 10 to 15 minutes or so. Um, so ideally, you know, hop in your car and hike it out of town. Uh, if you do so, of course, be safe. Let people know where you're going and prepare. Uh, but otherwise, just get as far away from the city lights as you can. And does elevation help in that? I, I feel like people always go, if, if they can, Queen Elizabeth Park or go to places where you're a bit higher up and maybe above those lights. Well, yes. Um, Queen Elizabeth Park wouldn't be as much, wouldn't be a huge difference than, say, the beach, besides the the change in light pollution, because it's a little bit darker uh, in Queen Elizabeth Park. 
Um, if you really want to make a difference, you're going to have to really hike it up to the mountain passes. Uh, and there are, there are a few people who do this. I do know uh, a handful of people who actually, for the Perseids, will drive all the way out to Manning Park. Uh, Manning Park is a fantastic area, uh, two hours east of Hope-ish, or an hour and a half east of Hope. Uh, fantastic dark skies there. Um, so I do know people who will go out that way. I know people who will drive all the way up past Whistler, uh, between Whistler and Pemberton. Um, but elevation only really matters is if you can get you know more than a couple thousand feet above sea level, then you can really start to get that difference. And Andrew, you have an event uh, that's taking place in Alder Grove. What is that one? What is that one looking like? Yeah, so that event in Alder Grove uh, is actually going to be happening tomorrow night. Uh, and it's an event that we hold, uh, RAS Vancouver holds. Uh, we try to hold it every year. Uh, it's Alder Grove Regional Park. It's from 8 to 11 p.m. Uh, tomorrow night. Uh, and the big draw for that event is actually... Um, you can actually camp overnight here. And so members of RASC Vancouver uh, will have our telescopes. We'll be able to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the night sky. Um, we do this uh, in collaboration with Metro Vancouver Parks. Uh, so big shout out to them as well for, uh, for helping us out with that. But again, that's at 685 Lefebvre Road in Abbotsford or Aldergrove, sorry. Uh, it runs from 8 to 11. The event is completely free. You can just swing by and show up. Uh, but if you want to stay overnight and camp, there's a bit of a small fee. Sounds great for people to take in what is promising to be a pretty good meteor shower. Andrew, thank you so much for doing this and have fun watching those Perseids this weekend. Yeah, all the best. Thanks so much, John.